Okay, today's daf is the final Shabbos. <laughs> the final daf in Shabbos. Daf Kuf Nun Zayin. We are on Kuf Nun Vav Amid Beis. The Mishnah, uh, about 12 lines from the bottom. So we're going back to something we spoke about many times, which is the famous Machlaikis between Rav Shimon and Rav Yehuda regarding Muksa. And in a nutshell, we'll get back to this at length in Masechta's Beitza, so in a few months. But in a nutshell, what it is, is that Rav Shimon holds that everything is considered, as long as it's usable on Shabbos, it's not muksa, unless you specifically, you know, put it aside that you're not going to use it on Shabbos. As, and Rabbi Huda holds, no, I actually have to make it muchan before I'm able to use it on Shabbos. So let's see. As the Mishnah says, you'll have to cut up these deluin, uh, which is, uh, you know, gourds. You'll have to cut them up on Shabbos, meaning they're already detached from the ground. The question is, can I, can I make a salad for my animal? You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to also cut up nevela, meaning non-kosher meat. That's nevela. It's, it's, it's a dead cow. You're allowed to cut it up to give it to your dogs, even if it died on Shabbos, which means going into Shabbos, it wasn't considered muchan. There was no way for me to eat this. Still, right now, it's fitting for a dog, so I'm allowed to feed it. Now, this obviously goes with the opinion of, Ra, of Rabbi Shimon. That these things are not muksa. Rabbi Hudaimer, no. If it wasn't already dead when Shabbos came in, Asura, it wasn't set aside for food before Shabbos. That is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda that until it's muchan, it is considered muksa. So Itmar, we had a discussion in the, in the basement just like this. Omar Ula. Ula says, Halacha Rabbi Yehuda. We pass in the Rabbi Yehuda that if something was not yet fit to be used going into Shabbos, it is considered muksa. Rav, Rav, even Rav, Amaira Sava, Halacha Rabbi Yehuda, pass in the Rabbi Yehuda. Midikrache Dizuze, from the, uh, the uh, boards, there's a halacha regarding the boards of the merchants. They used to cover the the merchandise on their ships with these mats. So the Rav Asa, Rav holds, you're not going to move them on Shabbos because since it's, it's there, it's like a board or some type of mat to cover the merchandise on the boat. So these mats are designed um, for muksa, and Rav holds, you're not going to use it on Shabbos. Let's see, you want to sit on it? You cannot do that. A Shmuel, Shariah, Shmuel holds like Rabbi Shimon, and since at the end of the day, these things are fitting to be, to, you can sit on it, so Shmuel holds like Rabbi Shimon that these things are not muksa. So we know again that Rav Savar Kirab Yehuda, from the fact that he paskins when it comes to the mat, you cannot use them on Shabbos. Vaf Levi, even Levi Savar Kalacha Kirab Yehuda, Kihad Levi, Kihav Amaisu, Treifta, Lakame Biyamitaiva. When Levi, um, when they would bring a animal, in front of Levi on Yantif. So halach is, you shach the cow, you have to check the lungs. So they would bring the lungs to the to their rav, the rav would check it, and if it was non-kosher, you can't eat this animal, right? So what are you going to do with it on Yantif? It becomes muksa. So Levi would not paskin a trefashayla, ela kiyasiva kilklisa. He would literally bring the lungs towards the dumpster before he would look at it. Right? Then when he would look at it, just in case it's treif, he could throw the animal into the garbage, so it'll be right next to the dumpster, obviously holding like Rabbi Yehuda, because according to Rabbi Shimon, you could feed it to the dogs. It's not muksa. The Omar, he said, maybe the lungs show that this animal was not kosher. Even for dogs, it, uh, it, it is not fitting, because since going into Shabbos, it wasn't yet muchan. So that's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, that is, uh, if it didn't go into Shabbos being prepared for dogs, it is muksa. So we see again the Levi holds like Rabbi Yehuda. Yeah? 
So we'll see in the Gemara and Beitza, we'll, we'll go through, according to Rabbi Yehuda, in Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, what, what could I do? Do I have to have, like, does it help to have in mind that I'm going to either use this for animals or for human consumption? It's a good point. But either way, he clearly holds a Rabbi Yehuda, and that's, that's, the, uh, that's the bottom line of this Gemara. But we'll keep that in mind from Mesechus Beitza, maybe we'll find some rayas uh, one way or the other. But according to Rabbi Shimon, at the end of the day, it's, it's fitting for a dog, so there's no concern of muksa on your cows on Shabbos or Yantav Shmuel Amar Halacha Kareb Shimon Shmuel passes like the Halacha is like Rab Shimon Va'af Ze'iri Savar Halacha Kareb Shimon even Ze'iri also holds that the Halacha is like Rab Shimon Ditnan we learned in a Mishnah in Beitza Dav Chavzayin Behem Hashem Eisev an animal that died on Yantav Lo Yizhi Zenamim Kaima you cannot move it it's Muksa Vitirgama Ze'iri Ze'iri said that this mission that says I'm not allowed to move a dead animal that's only talking about the Behemas Kachim it's talking about a behemoth of Kachim because a behemoth of Kachim is Asr Bahana so you cannot give it to your dog however Avachulun if it was typical animals that were not Kachim Shopper Dummy you would in fact be allowed to move it because it's, 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 you're allowed to give it to your dogs so you see from me that Ze'iri holds like Rabbi Shimon that these things are not Muksa even Rabbi Yochanan says Halacha Okay, so we have a list of Tanoim, Amaram, who holds like what. Now, the Gemara says, Me, Amar Rabbi Yechanan, Hachi, did Rabbi Yechanan really say the halacha is like Rabbi Shimon? Rabbi Yechanan always says, Halacha Kistam Mishnah. We had this a dozen times already in this Mesechta. The Rabbi Yechanan holds Halacha Kistam Mishnah, which means if you have a Mishnah which doesn't have a, a uh, doesn't identify who the author is, we pass him like that Mishnah because if you think about it, when they were putting together the Mishnahis, if they would just bring it down, with, without a name, that sounds like this. This was the consensus of of, of the of uh, of the Paiskim. So Rabbi Yechonon held halachas kistam Mishnah. So we have a Mishnah which doesn't have an author to it. That's how we pass Nutnan. We went to the Mishnah in Beitza in Mavakin Eitzin Minakaris. A person is not allowed to cut wood Minakaris from the beams that are there for construction. And the second part is what's, which, which is the uh, halacha that we're trying to pull out. Let's say at a beam, let's say a person had a porch deck and a, and a, and a beam broke off of it on Yantif. So the Mishnah says you're not allowed to use that beam for firewood. So who does this sound like? This sounds like the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Since when Yantiv came in, this beam was not firewood. Yeah, I really could use it, but nobody would have thought to use it as firewood. Rabbi Yehuda holds that's muksa. And the Mishnah says you're not allowed to use it for firewood. If it was Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon would say, we look at it, Kishahu Sham, right now. Right now it's fitting for firewood, it's not muksa. So you see a Stam Mishnah, an uh, unidentified author, right, of this Mishnah, says that it's muksa, so Rabbi Yechon must hold like Rabbi Yehuda. So the Gemara's Kash is, how could you have told me on Kufnun Vavim Abayz? Rabbi Yechon also holds like Rav Shimon, Rabbi Yechon holds like a Stam Mishnah. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yechanan holds Rabbi Yechanan holds that that Mishnah is not a Stam Mishnah and I'm forced to Paskin like it. No, it's the, it's, it was authored by Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda and therefore it's not a Stam Mishnah. So I don't have to go with that, with that opinion. Tashma, we'll ask another Kasha. It says, You're allowed to start using a brand new um, uh, pile of, of, of straw because that is typically uh, used for firewood. Okay, so you're allowed to use it on Yantif. No chiddush in that, really. Avaloi be'etzim sheba muksa. But if you have wood that's in the muksa, it's called, which is probably where you got the term muksa from, which means it was in your uh, storage room, and this was not 
designed or intended to be used on Yantar for firewood, you're not allowed to use that wood. So what do you see from here? We see another Stam Mishnah, sounds like Rabbi Yehuda, that unless I specifically designated it for Yantar use, it's Moksa. So the Gemara says, you're right, that was special type of wood. That was, you know, your parquet floor, your, uh, your, your, your uh, you know, finished wood. That nobody would, nobody would think of ever using it for firewood, and it's not considered fitting. What do we call this in halacha? Demuksa machmas chesrenkis. It's called muksa, due to the chesrenkis, a loss of money. Va'afilu Rabbi Shimon ma'ida. Even Rabbi Shimon agrees. So theoretically, even if you have somebody that I just saw online, they have uh, someone in Israel made a gold mask. All right, a gold mask. Why not? People are bored, maybe they'll spend money on it. So let's say something like that, where it's technically usable, you can use it as a mask, I don't know if it helps, right? I don't know if this helps either, but, uh, <laughs> but, but you could use it as a gold mask. However, it's chesar and kiss. Nobody would ever move it on Shabbos. You're going to keep it to the sides. Even if Shimon would agree, even though technically it's usable, nobody in their right mind would use it on Shabbos. So it, it takes on the status of muksa, and this is called muksa machmas chesar and kiss. So circling back to our discussion of the beams, if you have specific beams that are your expensive uh, flooring or you know other things that people would use uh, wood, wood, uh, finished wood for, that would not be considered firewood, and it would be muksa. Even if Shimon agrees, that that is muksa. Okay, so so far Rabbi Yechanan's in the clear. So the Gemara will ask another question. Rabbi Yechanan, Tashma, it says ein mashkin v'shechetin es amidbarius. You can't give to drink and shech. The point here is to shech the midbarius, the animals that roam in the in the deserts and they go out away. They're not domesticated because bein hashmashos you didn't think you're going to shech them on yontif. Avol mashkin v'shechetin es abaisos. You're allowed to uh, give to drink and shech the baisos, the domestic animals, the ones that. Uh, that come back and ho- come back home every night. So when Yontif comes in, your das is on those deer, on the sheep. You know they're going to come back. So you're allowed to shech those on Yontif. So what do you see from here? Then only what I had in mind. Only, so it sounds like Rabbi Yehuda. Another Mishnah, Stam Mishnah, like Rabbi Yehuda. So it's a kasha on Rabbi Yechanan. So the Gemara says, you're right. You have one Stam Mishnah that sounds like Rabbi Yehuda. There's another Stam Mishnah that sounds the other way. Rabbi Yechanan, Stam Achrina Ashkach. Rabbi Yechanan found another Stam Mishnah. How do, what's the other Mishnah we just had? Two weeks ago, Bishamay Oimrim, Bishamay say, Magbian me alashukhan at some suklipin. That the halach is, let's say you have at some which is leftover bones, uklifin, and uh, peels, you know, your sunflower seed uh, shells. So you, you left them on the table. So since they're edible for animals, I'm allowed to literally pick it up with my hands. Ube Sil Aimrim, says, you know, you're not allowed to do that. Misalik as a tavla, you have to pick up the tablecloth or the board, kulo umanara, you have to shake it off. You're not allowed to use your hands. Amarav Nachman. Rav Nachman says that the names are switched. The Beis is really the one that's Mako. You let it move it with your hands. And Beis is the one that holds you only allowed to do near, shake off the tablecloth. So you have another Mishnah that is either a Stam Mishnah. Why is it a Stam Mishnah if you have Beis Shammai Because we know, as Rashi points out, whenever you have a Machlekes Beis Shammai you always pass it like Beis So it's as if it's a Stam Mishnah like Beis that we go like Rav Shimon, that we hold these things are not muksa, or some Rishonim say it's better than a Stam Mishnah. Rabbi Yechonim typically holds like a Stam Mishnah, but if I have, a, I have a Mishnah that says Hillel argues on that, of course we're going to go with the opinion of Beis Hillel. So at the end of the day, we're back to square one. Rabbi Yechonim does hold that halacha Rabbi Shimon, that we are more meiko a muksa, and we do not pass them like Rabbi Yehuda. Never brought our Mishnah. What do you say? Never brought our Mishnah. What, what would be a right from our Mishnah? Stam Mishnah. 
No, but has 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 two two opinions here. Machatan said Lui and Rabbi Huda Aimer. Rabbi Huda argues, right? So, so there's an interesting trick to to remember when it says Amar Rabbi Huda, then you're right. There'll be a new thing. But when it says Rabbi Huda Aimer. That means he's arguing on the first opinion. So it's not a Stam Mishnah. You're right, the Tanakama doesn't tell us who the Tanakama is. So it's, it could be Rav Shimon, you can find someone else, but, right? So it's definitely not a Stam Mishnah. Okay, but if Uda said Amr Rabbi Huda, a new halacha, you're right, but that clearly is the Machlekes, Rabbi Huda, Rav Shimon. Okay, good. Next. <coughs> so the Gemara says, Pligi bar Rav Acha Ravina. Rav Acha and Ravina argued regarding the Machlekes, Rav Shimon and Rabbi Huda. And we had many machlekes. This is the last daf in Shabbos, right? So we had a machlekes regarding Rav Shimon Hidu by Dover Shein and You don't have kavanah to do something, you drag a bench. That was one machlekes. Rav Shimon holds Dover Shein and is mutter. Unless it's a psikreshi, right? Moedir Rav Shimon, remember this? Moedir Rav Shimon, psikreshi, right? And the you're definitely chayv. What's the other machlekes, Rav Shimon and Rav Yehuda, regarding Malacha Shein Tzrich you didn't want the, the you didn't need the purpose the result of of the malacha that wasn't what you were doing it. So those are a few machlekes that we have machlekes by muksa. <coughs> there are those in the in the in the lamdish svarim that, that want to say that all the machlekes between Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Huda are based on one point of of, uh, of disagreement. We're not going to get into that now. So pligi bar of achav ravina chadamar one said bechol shabbos kula and all of hilchas shabbos this whole masachta the last five months we're spending on this halacha k'rab Shimon the halacha is like of Shimon levar mi muksa machmas mias except for muksa machmas mias when it comes to uh, something that's disgusting. According to Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon, there's no such thing as Muktzah Machmas Mias. However, here we pass in the Rabbi Yehuda that, that since a person is so disgusted by it, we do say it's Muktzah Machmas Mias. So mind you, what would be an example of Muktzah Machmas Mias? So the Gemara says, Ner Yashan, you have an old candle, which means a candlestick that has the, uh, the wicks and the oil that was already lit. So now the... the and they used to use cheres. They didn't use glass cups. They used to use cheres, pottery. So that would be disgusting. Chanamar, one man number says, we pass like Shimon, even by Except for which thing? Something that was muksa because it was usher for you to touch it. What is that? You have a candle that was lit going into Shabbos, right? Your Shabbos candles. So I'm not going to move it. So the same I'm not going to touch the. Uh, that candle, because if I touch the candle, I'll, it's usher. I'm going to be ruining. I'm going to be uh, flickering the, the light. So therefore, it becomes usher the entire Shabbos, and we pass in like Rabbi Yehuda in this case. Ava muktzamach chasarin kiss. When it comes to muktzamach chasarin kiss, your golden mask or whatever. I feel Rabbi Shimon moide. Even Rabbi Shimon himself agrees. You're not allowed to touch it. It's now we have a Mishnah. The Mishnah says kol kalim, all kalim need talim b'Shabbos. They can be taken on Shabbos. Chutz mi maser hagadol. From this, uh, what is master hammer, of of the of the craftsman that was civilly done, or it's a saw. I'm sorry, it's a saw to uh, cut wood. The yasechamachresha and the blade of the of the plow. Those things you would never use during the weeks. Those things are called muktzah machmas chesarinkish. Just just a halacha example. The shochanara says would be a a sakin shal shchita shchita knife. You wouldn't use to cut your onions. So those things would also be considered muktzah machmas chesarinkish. Even Rav Shimon agrees that those things are muktzah. Okay. Final Mishnah, the final stretch here. Mefirin nedarim b'Shabbos. A person is allowed to do hafaras nedarim on Shabbos. What does this mean? So there's a there's a the parsha Chumash talks about this called hafaras nedarim. That means a, a person's wife or his daughter who's uh, who's who's underage. If they make a nedar, the, the father or the husband has the ability to be made for nedar. Just by the way, 
it's a politically uh, correct thing to discuss today. Interesting that when the Torah talks about a, a father or a or a husband doing hafaras nadarim, you would think it's like a right. It's a right that the father has to be able to do it. If you look at the psukim, it's total opposite. It's a responsibility the father has. It's a muloi hefer. If he doesn't do it, then she has to do another. It's, it's fascinating how the Torah doesn't say, oh, you know what? One of the things you have a right to do as a husband is you have a right to do hafaras nadarim. It's not a right. It's a responsibility. To, to, for your wife, for your, for your daughter, that they don't mess themselves up with their nadarm. A husband, a father has that responsibility, the achrayis, to make sure his wife or his daughter does not get stuck with these nadarm. So the halacha is they do hafaras nadarm. You can be made for the nadar. We'll have a whole sugya in nadarm, how to do this, but let's just leave it at that. Finish all nadarm. Not only could you do hafaras nadarm on Shabbos, you could do regular hataras nadarm. Let's say someone made a nadar, I don't know, he needs to do hataras nadarm. So you're allowed to do it on Shabbos. Get a bezin, three people. And they'll say, mutalach, mutalach, mutalach. However, that's only shehin l'tzarech Shabbos. That's only when these things are l'tzarech Shabbos. Let's say the person said, I'm not going to eat the whole Shabbos. Now he's hungry. He wants to eat Shabbos. I'm never going to a Kiddush again. Okay? And now he wants to go to a Kiddush. So that hatar sandarim is needed for that Shabbos. Upoikikin eshama. Are you allowed to close a window on Shabbos? Umoikikin eshama. You're allowed to measure a cloth to see if it's the size of shalosh al shalosh fingers, which would be the minimum size for tuma. That's a person has to go to the mikvah. You want to see if it's forty sa? You can measure it. and this gets into the discussion of measuring things on Shabbos. It's over the hall to measure. So it seems like you let to measure when it comes to mitzvahs, and we'll see in the Gemara. There's a story that happened in the times of the father of Rabbi Tzaddik and the, and the times of Abishab and Batnus, Shepaku SMR, they once closed up a window with a, with a jug of, of a, a, a pottery, a, a jug, in order that Tumor should not go into the house. We'll see exactly what this means on Ahmed Bey's. The Kashu Esamekeda, and they, um, they tied the, this barrel began me with a reed, Leda and Yesh Begigos Paseach Tefach I'm going to get into the case on Ahmed Beis. We'll see exactly what is going on. What, what were they tying? <coughs> Seemingly measuring some type of jug to see if there was a Paseach Tefach. But either way, Medivrayim Lamanu, from what they said, we learn, Shepoikin Umoidin Vakoshim Shabbos. You're allowed to close up a window on Shabbos. You're allowed to measure a measurement on Shabbos. Vakoshim, you could even tie a temporary knot. Shabbos. So the Gemara is going to go through each thing one at a time, and we'll get clarity on what the Mishnah is discussing. Ibayalu, they asked the following question. So if you look at the Mishnah, this, it says two things. Mafir in the Dharm, you do hafaras in the Dharm, and vinishol in the Dharm, and you could do hataras in the Dharm. One of them is when your father or a husband does it. The other one is your typical hataras Dharm. Someone, I don't know, he, he always kept Chal of Yisrael, and now he wants to, he doesn't want to keep Chal of Yisrael anymore. So, okay, shyly, if you even have to do hataras in the Dharm. But let's say his psak was you have to do hataras in the Dharm. So, what you do is you go in front of three, uh, three Rabbanim, and you do hataras in the Dharm. So, the Mishnah says, Mafir in the Dharm of Shabbos to Hafaras in the Dharm, Vinishal in the Dharm, Shehim Lutzarach Shabbos, that our Shabbos needs. And the question is do both Hafaras in the Dharm and Hataras in the Dharm need to be a Shabbos need, or only the second case of Nishalin? So Yibayalu, Hafara, when a person is doing Hafaras in the Dharm, so let's, let's assume the case is a person's wife makes a neder, on, uh, and on Shabbos he finds out about it. So is he allowed to just be made for the nether? So the Gemara says, So we're not sure, 
is he allowed to do it if it's a Shabbos need? Let's say his wife made another, she's not eating cake on Shabbos. Okay? So now she wants cake on Shabbos. So she is hungry. It's a Tzarek Shabbos. So then he could do a first and arm. What if it's not a Tzarek Shabbos? She said she's no longer doing something else, whatever it is. Uh, not, nothing to do with Shabbos. She's not watching Netflix anymore, okay? But she can't watch Netflix on Shabbos anyways. So it's not a Tzarech Shabbos for me to be made for the nether now anyways. I can wait until after Shabbos, and then I can be made for the nether. So that's the question. Do we say, Bein L'Tzarech, Bein Shiloh L'Tzarech? And you can do it either way, whether it's a Shabbos need or not a Shabbos need. The She'ela, however, when it comes to asking a Tamar Chacham, uh, a regular Hatarach Nadarim, that's only Litzarach and Shilavitzarach Loy, only for a Shabbos need. I said, I'm not going to eat on Shabbos. And that is why, if you look at the Mishnah, there's two different lines. Mafirin Adarim Shabbos, Vinishalin Adarim, Shehin Litzarach Shabbos. It should have said Mafirin, Vinishalin Adarim, Shehin Litzarach Shabbos. Why did you separate them? It must be that the first case, Hafaras Adarim, is Mutter, whether it's Litzarach, a Shabbos need, or a non Shabbos need. I do, my says, no. Hafaranami, Litzarach. In Really, Hafara also needs to be Litzarach Shabbos. If the person's wife says she's not going to eat on Shabbos, then you're allowed to be made for nether. If she says she's not going to watch Netflix anymore, you can wait until after Shabbos to do it. So why did the Mishnah different, uh, uh, separate them? Why is it two different uh, line items in the Mishnah? Why do we separate them? Mishim de Hafara in Tzarach Bezdin. Hafara doesn't need a, a bezdin, and therefore it makes sense. It's mutter on Shabbos. Sheila to ask Sheila's nedarim tzricha bezdin need a need a bezdin, and therefore it's more of a yeshiva's bezdin. We know we don't sit and we not we don't judge on Shabbos, so it makes sense that it wouldn't be mutter. Therefore, it's a bigger chiddush to tell me it's mutter. Okay, so that's the gemara Shaila. Does hafara's nedarim of the father or the husband need to be a Shabbos need in order for it to be mutter on Shabbos, or is it always mutter? So Tashma the tani zuti the beira papa. You're allowed to do it only if it's a Shabbos need. If your wife says, I'm not going to eat on Shabbos, you're allowed to be made for the nether. If it's for a non Shabbos need, you cannot do it on Shabbos. Wait till after Shabbos. Sounds like the Tarek Shabbos. In Shabbos, you cannot do it unless it's a Shabbos need. We have another way of learning it. See, Boilu, they ask the following Shiloh. When the Mishnah says, that you're only allowed to do it with Tzarek Shabbos. Is it at Tani? It's talking about both, on asking a Tamachacham and on the husband doing Hafaras Nadarim. Vishaloy Tzarek Loy. You're not allowed to, even a husband can't do it if it's not at Tzarek Shabbos. Alma, so what do we see from here? Hafaras Nadarim Me'es La'es. So let's just give a little background here. The Psukim say, If the day he heard it, uh, and he didn't, he just left, let it be. Right? Uh, I'm sorry. If he, he was made for the nether, when he heard it, so he takes away the nether. Okay? So the, the father has to do it. The day he heard it. So now you start thinking, one second, if I have to do it on that day, so it comes out that probably, depending on how we define a day, I have no option of doing it after Shabbos. So if I find out that my wife said she's no longer watching Netflix, even though, why, why can't I wait till after Shabbos to do a first and But if I only have today to do a first and if I wait until much of Shabbos, even though it's not a Shabbos need, specifically, it's not about eating on Shabbos, it's a much of Shabbos need, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to lose my chance. So the Gemara is trying to bring a riot from our discussion regarding the halacha of a first and Alma, it must be a first and You have 24 hours from the time you heard it. So if a person hears it, 
uh, in the morning, so he could do it the next day. He could, he could do it after Shabbos. He doesn't have to do it specifically on Shabbos. Let's say you heard, uh, you heard your wife's Ned there. You know, late Friday night, 11 o'clock at night, she says her ned there, she's never cooking for you anymore, so uh, it's not a Shabbos Saruch, you go wait. Matzah Shabbos, 11 o'clock at night, you could be made for her ned there. When the Mishnah says only it's only mutter to do hataras nedarim letzarich, it's ashelu gatani. It's only talking about hataras nedarim. Avla faras nedarim to be made for another. Afilu shlo letzarich. Even hafaras nedarim is mutter. Even shlo letzarich shavas. Alma, what do we see from here? Hafaras nedarim kol hayoyim. I only have that day, and that means every single time I do hafaras nedarim, it's it's automatically a shavas need because I can't do it after shavas because I only have that day to do it. The pasuk says. Be Yoim Shamai the day he heard it. So you have to do it that day. And the Gemara says, Tashma, bring a ride, Tani Rav Zutra the Beira Papa, Mevirin, Mefirin Adarim, Peshabas, Lazarach Hashabas. You let it do it only Lazarach Hashabas. Sounds like Lazarach Hashabas in. Shle Lazarach Hashabas. Loi, Amaha Forest, Darim, Aislay, you have 24 hours, so you don't need to do it on that day. Amrav Ashiva, not time went on a mission in the Darim, so that's a good source to ask a question from. Hafaras in the Darim, Kolhayoim. You have that day until it gets. Until nighttime to do our forest darim. Now this could be a kula. This could be a chumrah. Vish bedarva lahaka. Ulahachmer Kate said, "How would it be a kula? Nadar lately Shabbos. So right after Marav, she makes a nether. She's never baking challah anymore. So made for lately Shabbos for Yom Shabbos Tashatasha. He he has 23 hours to do our forest darim because he has the entire day. He has the entire Shabbos. However, nadar imchashecha. 10 minutes before Shabbos, she makes a nether. Never eating by those people anymore, right? So then made for actually techsha. So then he only has 10 minutes. Shem lehefim mishachashecha. If he doesn't do it before it gets dark, and because it doesn't, ha- it has to be Yoim Shamoy, the calendar day, the Jewish, ha- the day, the Yoim that he heard it, not 24 hours. So what do you see from here? That that every time a, a husband finds out about his wife's nether on Shabbos, it's going to be a tzarech Shabbos and it should always be mutter. So the Gemara says, you're right, it's, it's a good raya, and therefore tanoi, it's a machlekes in the tanoim, the tanya, so this Discussion of how what how do we, how do we understand the the chumash the chumash says biyom shamay doesn't mean twenty four hours or doesn't mean that day that's a machlekes the tanya first darim kol yom of Yosef Rehuda of Abelazar Brav Shimon Amru Meis Leis so that machlekes is the same machlekes regarding Hilcha Shabbos and uh, if a person could do a first darim on Shabbos even when it's a non Shabbos need it would depend if you have an opportunity after Shabbos to do the first darim okay so a few more gemaras here so the Mishnah says you're allowed to do hataras nedarim, so yibarlehu kishaloi hayaloi pnai. When we say that if the Shabbos need, okay, someone decided he he made a nether, he's not drinking scotch anymore. So he comes to shul, and and everyone's drinking. He wants to drink on Shabbos, so it's a tzarech Shabbos. Now, what if he made this nether a month ago? He could have been matter nether on Friday. Why do you have to wait till Shabbos? So maybe we should say. That's only the only time you let it do Hataras Darm on Shabbos is Kishalah Hayalai Pnai. Aidilma Afilu Hayalai Pnai. Even if he had time, he should be able to, uh, he could still do it on Shabbos. Like Marsha Tashmad, as Kikule, Rabbanon Rav Zutra, Beda Rav Zera. They once found themselves with Charlotte and Ladare, Afagav, Havalai Pnai. Whatever the case was, that they, uh, that they, they made a, uh, they, they made a nether and they were matur nether on Shabbos, even though they had time before Shabbos to take care of it. As long as it's right now, it's a Shabbos need, I want to eat, and I said I'm not going to eat, so I'm allowed to do a Taras Nadarim on Shabbos. Okay, so that's the Nadarim component. Now we'll get into some of the uh, measuring 
uh, so two, three minutes on this. So it's a very technical case. And then we'll get to the final Gemara regarding measuring on Shabbos. So Shepokkulis Ma'arba Tafiyach. The story was that these Amarotim, they were Pokaka Ma'arba Tafiyach. So you had a opening, a crack in the, in the wall. That was a window. And they, they uh, took a jar and they st- stuffed this crack. And what they did was the Kashru Esamakeda, they tied a different Kali. Uh, uh, earthenware keli begani with a reed, and it did something like this on Shabbos. So, what exactly are we talking about? So, let's just give a, a brief background. There's a halacha of Tomas Mace, and when a, you, have a, you have a dead body, so if there's a tent on top of him, a ceiling, anything that's underneath that ceiling becomes Tomas oil. It's right, a person who's a Kayan cannot go to a uh, uh, you know, a cemetery, if there's trees, we can't go walk on top of a cemetery, there's a concept of Tomas oil. Okay, so what if there's, um, there's a hole directly on top, meaning there's this Paseach Tefach right on top of the mace. Halach is, if that's open to Tefach, then the, mace, the Tomas mace will not spread. So let's say there was a mace right here, there's a hole up there, the mace would not uh, spread throughout the room. So the case was like this. Hilkatikatana Hoysa, you had a, a small alleyway. So imagine, you know, Sharm, in a small alleyway, between two houses, so a small little driveway. The Tumma Hoysa Sharm, there was a dead body, unfortunately, right on the, on the ground. The Gigas Saduka Munachas Algabun. What was the roof on top? They had a barrel that was cracked. Now we've got to figure out how big this crack is, because there's a sizable crack in the barrel. Special halacha, they have a halal tefach, there's a space of a tefach in the crack. The tumas mace goes straight up and it doesn't go to the surrounding area. Okay, so far so good. That's the setting. Now, what happened was they didn't have time to measure it. This person's about to die. So, what they had was there was a window, I guess, imagine your mayor Sharon window, there's a window on the side of the alley. And if you have an open window, halach is the, the tumas mace would travel through that window to the next roof, just continuing to all, all spaces. So they didn't want the tumma to travel through the window. So what they did was, they, before this person died, they realized this, they took earthenware, keili, and they stuffed it in there to block out the window. So that's the first thing they did on Shabbos. That was halacha number one, you're allowed to do that on Shabbos. Second thing was, the they took a glass, or a, sorry, earthenware um, uh, jug, and they tied it beginning with a reed, and they were gonna measure um, how big the crack was in the barrel. So imagine you have a barrel, and there's a crack in the barrel. So they're gonna literally t- use, use the uh, jug and try to pull it through the barrel to see if it fits through. If it fits through, then it's a big enough uh, hole. If not, not. So that's their contraption they're doing. Okay, so what do we see from here? They tied the reed, they made this, uh, they closed off the window on Shabbos. That was the story. There's a lot to discuss regarding Tum of Atara, but we'll leave it for a different time. Okay. Final Gemara in Masech Shabbos, and from the words of, of, uh, of, of the story, we learn Shepoikin, you're allowed to close the window, Maidin, you can measure, Vekoshim Shabbos, you can tie a temporary knot on Shabbos. So one more Gemara discussing measuring on Shabbos. Ula Ikula Be Kalusa. Ula once went up to, be, to the house of Rish Kalusa. Chazila Rabba Baravhuna, the Yasev, Ba'abza Dumai. He saw the Rabba Rahana was sitting in a barrel of water, a bucket of water. The Kamashach lay, he was measuring the size of the water, the volume. Amalei. 
When the Chazal tell you you're allowed to measure something on Shabbos, that's medida de mitzvah, a measurement of a mitzvah. However, the lav mitzvah, me Amri, what are you measuring? It's not a mikvah. You're in a you're in a bucket. So I'm not really measuring for any specific reason. You know, people count tiles. He was spacing out. He wasn't really measuring. Just halakhically, by the way. We pass and a person's not allowed to measure on Shabbos. So let's say you're making a, your wife is making a salad, salad dressing or something. So if it's totally going to ruin your meal, if, if the measurements are off, you're measuring vinegar or something where too much could really kill the whole salad, halacha is, that's considered a tzarech mitzvah for your Shabbos suda, you're allowed to measure it. But let's say it's not a big deal, you're measuring coffee, whatever. So there, as long as you have in mind, I'm not trying to be exact, you just want to get an estimate, you know, you want four scoops, you want three scoops, and you want to, that's fine, because you're not getting a, me- uh, a precise measurement. Halach is you'll have to do that on Shabbos. Either way, thank you guys on the Zoom and everyone here for another Masech uh, to learn together. So we'll do a L'chaim now, and tomorrow, before we start Erevin, I'll make, a, make another Siyam with uh, some more L'chaims, and if you want to join the sun, right? If you if you want a, uh, a different CM, speak to uh, Chaim Kutov. All right. What do you say? We're just doing CM. CMs all day. It's like the nine days. All right. Shkoyach, everyone.